Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way, and that is by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they do this, but they never deliver on their promises, and you need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Klaviyo comes in. Klaviyo helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. And that's why 10,000 innovative brands, including all of our clients at Wavebreak, have switched to Klaviyo. Now, What's the secret to building those customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock exact marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going all year round. Just head over to clavio.com slash beyond BF for more. Link is going to be down in the show notes below. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. Always good to be back and hanging out with you guys. I don't know when you listen to it, but the podcast publishes on Monday. If you didn't know, uh, you should subscribe to it on iTunes and get it published, um, or excuse me, downloaded to your phone automatically every week. And then you won't miss these great episodes. We got so many coming, and uh, I actually have a lot coming in the pipeline with the podcast. Like, things like we've got some next level stuff coming that i'm just like so excited about like i can't even like i'm just like jumping around behind this microphone right now because i'm just so excited so super cool stuff but yeah so subscribe and be stay tuned for that all you gotta do is tap tap that subscribe button in itunes or wherever you're listening super easy you know while you're at it (laughs) drop a review you know ideally it's five stars wink wink (laughs) um but would love your feedback on the podcast uh appreciate any review it really helps the podcast and it just it reminds me that people are listening. It's just always, always good to see. But um, yeah, if you're new here, my name is Dylan Kelly. I'm the founder of a company called Wavebreak, and we help e-commerce companies scale by building and managing profitable email campaigns. And it's crazy how effective email is. Like email was so powerful. Like I mean, we've added this marketing system that we've developed, this email strategy, basically everything from the automated side to you know, sending campaigns around holidays and all that stuff. We've created a system that allows companies to maximize their email revenue. And then we come in and just completely execute it. And it's incredible what happens. Like we'll start working with companies this time of year in October. Like one of our clients, we started working with them in October and the revenue wasn't that much, but we were able to like going into November, December, we, you know, to ride that Q4 rush, we were able to literally 3x their normal numbers which is awesome and then what happened after november december was the numbers actually stayed high in january february march and the numbers continued to grow it was q4 sales numbers but they stayed there and i asked the founder of the company i was like what's going on this is awesome and he said because we have email on the back end driving more sales and increasing customer lifetime value uh, from our existing audience we can spend more, like we have more profit in our business to reinvest. So we're reinvesting back into marketing, back into our advertising, and it's just fueling growth inside of the business. And, and back then, um, they were shipping orders out of their basement, and now, I mean, they have a full warehouse, full team, and everything. Um, and it's, it's been really cool to see their growth. And, well, 
here's what I'm getting to. We have we're giving away the exact plan that we use to ramp that client up. You can get it at blackfridaychecklist.com. Everything you need to put together for your Black Friday email campaign. Doesn't matter how last minute you are, just take that guide, download that guide at blackfridaychecklist.com, download it, send it to your team, do what you gotta do with it, get that sucker going and get email as a channel driving for your business. You know, if you feel like you're leaving money on the table and you're not maximizing your email revenue, and because of that you feel like you're holding back your business. Chances are you probably are, um, and you should probably reach out to us. So you can do that at waverbreak.co. Just go there. You can check out our case studies and request a call uh, with yours truly, me, Dylan Kelly, founder of Waverbreak. And you know we'll see. Uh, we'll just walk through some ideas and see if you might be a fit for what we do. We only take on clients who we know that we can get good results for and that we can crush it for. Like we want to make everybody a case study, and we'll send you away if we don't think you can. But if you want to, you know, DIY or kind of see behind the scenes and the strategy and what exactly we do with clients, you pick that that free checklist at BlackFridayChecklist.com. If you're interested in working with us, go to WaveBreak.co. W-A-V-E-B-R-E-A-K.co. Links to both of those are down the down in the description below. But anyway, really excited for this episode. Today, I'm joined by Z Schwab from Sciar Care. And we just have a really cool conversation about his business. Like they're in a really competitive space with companies who have hundreds of millions of dollars in funding, like a single company uh, competing with companies who are doing billions in revenue. And even though they have one product currently and a small team compared to all their competitors, they're still doing a great job of standing out and being different in such a competitive market. So without further ado, let's hop right into this interview. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Z. My pleasure, Dylan. Good to be here. Yeah, great to have you. I'm excited to talk about your product and your company just because it's super interesting. Um, you've, you've done some crazy stuff. Um, and we'll get into that in a second. But first things first, for the people who, who don't know you and aren't familiar with what you do, can you give us a quick background and kind of explain, you know, what exactly your role is at your company and then also, you know, what exactly you guys are selling and just a little background on that. Sure. So I'm Z. I'm, a, I'm the CEO and a co-founder at Sayarcare. We essentially produce products for men's health, um, mostly focusing right now on beauty. Um, and we use a unique approach to develop our products. We focus on using existing science, third-party clinical evidence to produce formulas that sort of are the most ideal. And the reason they're the most ideal is because they work to treat the underlying causes of whatever whatever uh, kind of issue we're going after and um, that we avoid all the rather risky side effects that tend to come with products that treat men's health. Nice. And so like right now you sell, how many products do you sell? One, so right, one right, now? right now there's one available on our site. There's two other ones that are sort of in, in beta phase where we have it given to specific users. Um, and we're sort of, you know, finishing building up the final product. One is uh, targeting skincare, uh, wrinkles, things like that. And the other is just kind of like a really nice fresh shampoo. Um, something that, you know, goes along with our current product, which is for hair loss. Nice. Yeah. Really cool. Just before we dive into like some details around things, can you share like, um, just like, like a rundown of the business and where it's at now? So you mentioned you're launching some new products. Like, what does it look like in terms of like the team that you have and like revenue or whatever numbers you're comfortable sharing? Sure. Um, so right now our team is essentially at something like seven people. If you include, uh, you know, uh, our external external work that we have hired. A lot of the way we structured the company as we build it allowed us to have much less heads 
um, you know, we were able to outsource, we were able to find labs that produce uh, at a decent cost. So really, this kind of product allowed us to invent the formula and then send it out, so to speak, um, where it was able to be produced and we were able to focus on customer service and able to focus on, uh, you know, just distribution. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, I think so many people think as they grow their business, like, oh, they have to keep adding more people mm-hmm. or like they need these huge teams to grow. Yeah. Um, but that's super interesting. Um, are you guys funded or how, how have you been funding this business? Because you're in a really interesting space where I imagine, you know, you're competing with a lot of, you know, really well-funded mm-hmm. companies, um, you know, probably really big companies mm-hmm. too, who have billions and billions of dollars yep. to invest into resources. So how are you guys funding this? And um, yeah, I guess from there we can take it to like, I'm just curious how you're, you know, standing apart mm-hmm. from them. Yeah. So, I mean, we started being fully bootstrapped. We kind of all pulled a bit of cash together and launched the company um, mainly because it was pretty, we found a pretty affordable way to obtain the chemicals we needed. And from there to create the actual product, uh, you know, the packaging and that sort of thing. Then of course there's, you know, the classic, which is, you know, you use Shopify, which again is quite affordable. Um, As time went on, we did have to raise a smallish round just to fund a more targeted version of, uh, you know, keywords, social, that sort of approach at marketing. Um, So we're a little bit funded, but, since we have a, a different approach than the current larger companies out there, we actually are able to do a lot more with much less money, which is, it's useful when you're running a business. I mean, you know, uh, in current day, it sort of is in vogue to go ahead and raise a couple of billion, but uh, the smart move is to try to, you know, as a founder really, or even as an employee is to try to ensure that the company uh, maintains most, the most control of the most percent of the company that you can. I mean, that ensures that at the end of the day, um, that the money that is made is actually going back to everybody who's involved in the company's pockets as opposed to going back into the VC's pockets. Right. Like, would you say like Hims is one of your competitors? Um, to an extent, they're a competitor in, the, in regards to the fact that they are dealing with the hair loss space. In regards to how they are approaching it, it's, it's quite different. Um, and that's the main thing about what Sayar is. Um, Hims is... Hims, there's keeps, there's um, I think there's another one out there. I don't remember the name, but they're essentially taking what was invented something like 30 years ago, maybe even 40 years ago, and repackaging it. So they're taking uh, a molecule called um, minoxidil and another molecule called finasteride, um, which were found to work to minoxidil works to regrow hair, finasteride works to prevent hair loss. Um, they were discovered a while back. Minoxidil was discovered by accident. Finasteride um, was also discovered by accident, was originally used to treat uh, benign prostate enlargement. And one of the side effects it had was that it uh, caused some hair growth. So they're taking these molecules, which were previously branded under pretty famous brand names. Minoxidil was Rogan. Finasteride was Propecia. Um, and they're just repackaging them because the patent has expired. So their approach is not to discover anything new or to create something better, their approach is to uh, millennialize, I just made up that word, but that kind of works, a product that's been around forever, which is kind of boring. It's like making a nicer Blackberry as opposed to making an iPhone, I guess. <laughs> right. I like that. Making a nicer yeah. Blackberry, which like nobody really wants. Yeah, like I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. And I think that's just interesting too, because like also just the progress that you've been able to make with the business because like a company like Hims, who's like not even reinventing things, like yeah. they've raised like $300 million or yeah, like something kind of crazy in funding yeah. and they're just redoing what already exists. And then uh-huh. meanwhile, you guys are 
you know, creating totally new products that are even better, you know, better for people and Mm -hmm. getting better results Mm -hmm. while keeping it lean, staying bootstrapped, raising a small round. So like, how how have you been able to do that? Like you've mentioned, you've been able to keep your team small, do that. Like what's your kind of mindset and thought process? Because I know like some people, it's like once they start (laughs) delegating and they figure that out, it's just like, let's hire everybody and like get as many people doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it came from just how I think, like I'm not a venture capitalist. So I don't think in terms of, okay, gather this, gather that, put it all together and watch it happen. Like I think about how to create something. Like my focus is just to explore something and then fix it from like a really core, uh, sciencey sort of, um, withdrawn, uh, headspace, I guess I'd put it like that sort of, you know, not, not uh, like sort of, you know, using something that's objective to really understand it. And as a result, the product and the company I created is sort of around that, where the focus is to ensure that the product is the best thing, as opposed to how much money can you raise so we can have as much, uh, you know, uh, marketing space on every billboard possible so that I can raise another round so that I can possibly then go public. Um, I mean, that's a whole different discussion of what that really means when companies are doing that. It's a discussion of what it means to dump your debt on the public market. But, you know, that's that's less the focus, I'd say. Our focus is to create something wonderful and give people that wonderful thing to create a new way of inventing new things as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, money does come from that. And, you know, that's, that's quite nice. Um, but the focus is not uh, how much money can we return to our limited partners. And that's a very different way of thinking. Ironically, that way of thinking tends to result in a better product, and a better company. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely the more intense route to take. Got it. Yeah. And one thing I like that you touched on is, you know, marketing, like putting everything on every billboard to raise yeah. the next round, like showing growth for the sake of growing to raise mm-hmm. that next round or go public. And right now what's going on at the time of recording this is mm-hmm. we see like the rise and fall of WeWork, yep. um, which was doing that. Now that, they, <laughs> now that they're about to go public, they found all these holes and yeah. stuff. Um, super interesting stuff. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. It's funny. Actually, my, my co-founder and I, uh, about four months ago, visited a WeWork and I turned to him, I was like, oh, it's very interesting. This feels like a scam. There's something off here. And I like listed it out. And now we're at the place where kind of exactly what we had discussed is coming out into the open. And it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, nice it's really see. interesting. Yeah. yeah, for the people who don't know, like long story short, um, I mean, WeWork, I mean, there's so many things going on. I don't even know where to start. Long story short, they were going to IPO um, as like a tech company with like this insane, I think it was like almost $50 billion valuation. Like that, yeah. And then they start digging into the numbers and they realize like, wait a minute, this isn't really right. And yep. then they notice the CEO doing all this shady stuff. Like he's yep. like, Hey, we need to rebrand. Yep. Right. Hand like, to okay. Hand passing. Yeah. And then they, it's like, but you have to buy the brand from me. Cause I own yeah. it. Six million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like all this crazy like, stuff. Oh, okay. I mean, a couple of days ago, it came out actually, I think that he, he like, he essentially bought up the real estate spaces that he originally had purchased and then released them back to his company at like an even more expensive price. It's like, okay. Right. From himself. Like he was just taking. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, um, what is the clip? Uh, in, in the office, the TV show, there's mm-hmm. one clip where they get a bunch of fake business owners in the room and there's a guy sitting there, not fake business, but like small bit. They're having, yeah having a small business seminar and the one guy's like yeah his business idea is like <laughs> no matter what gets sold i just take two percent um or like yeah, whatever it and it just reminds me of that yeah. it's like he just took his little, his little percent off the mm-hmm. top plus all exactly. the other money he was making um <laughs> from yeah. we work but anyway i mean that's what happens when you chase growth for this for the sake of growth right yeah and um, i think the part of that that really drives me crazy is like it's it's really cool to make a bunch of cash and like go out and do it like money money's great um what isn't so cool is to make the money by borrowing from 
large investment funds. And then those large investment funds are going to make their fund back by putting the stat on the public market through an IPO. I mean, like the person who sucks at the end of the day when it comes to investing in a company is the person investing in the market. Like that that's that back end, that's sort of like, I guess it's like a front end user in some weird way. Like it's that person who's going on to, you know, whatever app he's using and trading shares. Like he's kind of getting suckered into it at the end of the day. And it's long term, it's sort of just not right. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of growth, I'm curious, like, how are you guys approaching growth? Because obviously, you have some strong views on it. How are you guys approaching growth? And like, what are you using to grow the business? So we use a couple different things. The main thing from the beginning and continues to this day is word of mouth and where we exist and like select salons, select barbershops, um, and where we really develop a relationship with these hair experts um, and tell them how to talk to their users about hair loss and what they can use for it. And that really helps people understand who we are, come back and really see that, you know, we're a company that is telling you all about the problem, is telling you your best options, and is telling you what you need to do sort of, or what you can do. Um, from that, of course, you know, we are running social ads, we are running search ads, and we are running to some extent Amazon ads um, just to, you know, increase click through because that's important as well. Got it. I'm curious, are there any restrictions on the way that you guys are allowed to advertise with a product like this? Um, so we're really, really, we, I mean, we try to be as absolutely honest as possible when we're advertising. So there is the idea of, you know, you've seen on supplements where it says like, you know, the FDA has not um, approved of these statements or something like that. So we do have a difference when it comes to us because we aren't just making claims, which is, it's different than any other product. Um, we actually have like third-party clinical studies that are published by the National Institutes of Health. And when you have enough data, there is a leeway area where as long as you make that clear that, you know, that's where your studies are and that's where they come from, um, you can advertise in a different way or you, you can also talk about your product in a different way. You know, like, in other words, we're not anecdotal evidence. We're not just sort of, oh, hey, this kind of is cool. Here, try it. It's kind of like, no, no, this is hard data that here's what our ingredients do. And that gives us the area... Uh, and the style of advertising that we can actually approach. Nice. I like it. I know there's always like with products like this, you know, whether it's like supplements or something like you're selling, it's just like there's that fine line that you have to walk sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's super interesting. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Did you know that Shopify can't help you restore things that get deleted or accidentally changed in your store? Meet Rewind. Black Friday will be here before you know it. In the event of a data disaster... What do you do? You use Rewind. It's like having a magic undo button. They can back up Shopify and Klaviyo and give you peace of mind. And to help protect every store over the holidays, check out their special new free plan at rewind.io and back up your store today. Link is down in the sponsor section of the show notes as well. So I want to, I want to kind of flip the script a little bit. And uh, so we've been talking a lot about you know the good stuff, but I'm curious, what is the number one problem that you face as you've been growing this business? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, hmm. I think the number one problem is really getting the word out there. I mean, and then everything else stems from there. Because, you know, as much as we have in this new world, the ability to just advertise on Facebook, social, whoever it is, um, you're A, competing, and B, you're trying to get people to actually look at what you're selling when people are just being bombarded with crap all day. So it you know, it turns into this very, it turns into learning how to be very real, very honest, um, as opposed to throwing as much money as you can to try to get as many clicks as you can. Yeah, I like that. I think so many people 
obviously you have to invest in growth or you mm-hmm. won't grow. But at the same time, it's like your, your money is going to go so much further mm-hmm. when you're marketing is standing out. It's not yep. like everybody else. Yeah. Your growth mm-hmm. would be a lot more real then. Yeah. What, what are some ways that you're doing that? We're really like uh, right now, like right, right now, we're making sure that every word of our copy is just is exactly who we are, that there's no insulting. There's no sort of um, the side, like the side of manliness that can kind of be a little off putting. There's no marble man sort of style advertising going on. Um, and that really is helping people understand who we are even before they uh, show up to our site, you know. People show up to our site, you know, open a chat with us or send us a few emails and they already understand that. And they just have, you know, one more question, but they, they get the brand, what we, what we are doing and they appreciate it kind of as soon as they find us. Yeah. I like it. You have, you have really good copy on your website too. Yeah. It's like, it's cool. um, listen to your mother, Actually, don't treat yeah. the symptoms, <laughs> fix the problem at its root. Option yep. B, perfect the comb perfect. over. Yep. It's, you know, it's really funny, actually. You mentioned hymns. If you check out their stuff, and this uh, came to light recently, they actually uh, copied a lot of our original copy, which was like, hair loss can be optional. Um, and we noticed it within like the first day, and we are like, wait, what the heck just happened? Wait, were you yeah. the one who they copied your entire funnel to? So that was, uh, they copied Roman's whole funnel. And, and Roman's said, we funnel saw that. We laughed copy. so hard. Yep. We're like, oh, this isn't a company. Like, actually, and it's, uh, this is kind of interesting, but I also, hymns is idea um of telemedicine it's a specific approach i know who he stole that idea from too I, i've met him and like the whole thing is like yeah Stolen. it's a vc launching a business like, yeah. be cool have for, fun yeah for, for people who don't know so this company hymns you can check it out at forhims.com. i think they have like four hers or whatever the female version is yeah too. something like that um like you were saying earlier like they take these like old expired patents or whatever mm-hmm. on drugs and then they make them um, direct to consumer like oh we mm-hmm. pass the savings on to you they yeah. advertise like crazy in new york city subways and stuff yeah. but anyway like a couple of weeks ago they were ousted for like what was the company romans uh i think they or, go by ro or roman one, one or the other they're kind of R-O. somewhere in between so like another competitor somebody have, where did they post that was that on twitter it was like yeah yeah it was some sort of, it was a tweet storm i think from uh roman his, the founder yeah, it's like um, side side imitation is yeah. the uh, sincerest form of flattery. But basically, yeah, yeah it was side by side screenshots of Hims, which is like we were talking about this three hundred million dollar funded company, who completely ripped off yeah. the exact ordering process of a competitor. <laughs> and then now, you're, what you're telling me is they ripped off your copy yeah. also for their yeah. balding product. Yeah, and this was when they were like had to raise like a hundred mil. We we're like, oh, you raised a hundred million, and you can't like think of something good you have to take our good work like, okay i guess you did <laughs> yeah the they must have an even smaller team they just have one guy must, who's just yeah. copying and pasting everything and the founder's probably just pocketing all the money he raised which is like a very disturbing image yeah that's hilarious so like yeah. when you saw that obviously you don't feel good about that it's kind of um, probably feels like a punch to the gut or what is that what does that feel like so like I, I'm like I find that whole like you know oh it's so insulting or so terrible I kind of looked at it I was like oh that's that's nice you copy that and you're using it and it's working okay so my team's really good at writing copy that's really good to know um, now just to be careful that they can't like we have to use copy that only we can state or that clearly becomes ours that they can't copy without looking um, really lo-fi so yeah right. that's what it's gonna do it, it was for a second it was like oh my god how dare you and then I was like no 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 this is fine understand what what this what what comes from this yeah it actually kind of worked out in your favor in a way yes. because now you're forcing yourself to differentiate mm-hmm. even more exactly and stand out 
That's awesome. Did you confront them or did you just like... No, we had been in touch beforehand. Um, and after I saw, I was like, yeah, I'm not even bothering. Like, I, 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 I kind of know what, what he's like. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to bother, you know, <laughs> with, with even emailing him. Yeah. Who reached out to who? Did you reach out to them or did they reach out to um, you? When they launched, ooh, I don't remember because it was either my co-founder reached out to them and then I got CC'd or they reached out to us. I don't remember. Interesting. What was that initial conversation like? Just like, hey, we're the competition. Just moved it down the street. <laughs> but uh, the nice part of it that you. I remember, it was, it was like, oh, cool. You guys are going to hear a lot of space if you're actually looking to make a difference instead of like, you know, uh, going down the route of the same old product. Like, you know, we'd love to talk. And, and uh, so he answered something with like, it's not something we're interested in. We're like, okay, cool. And then with, within a couple of months, he had actually launched, you know, like gummy bears. We're like, no, you're not interested in this sort of area, but you're also interested in actual proper fake medicine. And that's okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, cool. Um, what are some of the ways that you guys, like you have really, really good copy. Check it out. I'm linking their site in the show notes below. Um, click on it. Just read through their copy listeners. Um, but what's your process for, for writing copies it's really good so uh i'll sit down with uh whoever's writing whoever's like kind of coming up with copy that day well i mean to put it really straightforward i mean in a, uh, from a certain direction we don't know where it comes from we'll, we'll sit down and we sort of you know get into that flow that sort of headspace of like all right cool what is it we're trying to say and it just sort of comes through us it's it's hard to explain there's no uh, brainstorming session write it all on the whiteboard and let's see how many venn diagrams we can make it's more like what what are we doing here and you know someone answers with like oh this is kind of what we're doing and someone's like interesting it made me think about this and then someone else be like oh i put that together and now now we have three four or five words that just are really tight and it comes together by allowing everybody to come together nice i like it way way it's a yeah. lot more complicated than copy and pasting straight up <laughs> it's deep it's deep but it shows like it shows like i was reading through your landing page and i, I was cracking up yeah um, like i was actually <laughs> laughing out loud which is really rare like usually yes. Like so many of the people listening to this podcast, no offense, they have the most boring copy yep. on their website. It's like, hey, check out this amazing yeah. t-shirt. Exactly. Out of 80% yeah. cotton. Uh, the sleeve length is four inches. It's like, I don't even, I don't even know how long my sleeves are. Like, <laughs> I, I, but yeah, like your, like your copy is even started. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I hope they have good images and it's yep. always interesting to see how, you know, companies like your product just comes in a little like, you know, drop bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's not like a dress or a shirt or you know, <laughs> something super cool that like yeah, looks it's really cool. Hard to be sexy with it instantly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you do a great job at, you know, doing that through the copy. Um, so how, what, what's your funnel like? Like, so you get people onto the site and then do you get them on like a free trial and then like try to get them on a recurring thing or how does that work? So it's one of three directions. I mean, yeah. So the, uh, regarding like the tactile aspect of the funnel is, you know, our, our site, which sometimes then ends up on Facebook, uh, on Facebook shops or, or sometimes it clicks through the Amazon or sometimes it comes through our site. So, um, we work like one of three ways when it comes to that. We offer like a $5 trial in your first month and we're pretty clear about that this $5 trial actually will be signing you up for a subscription, but you know, let us know or log into your account, cancel at any time. Then, you know, n- not, not hidden. Like we try to make it really as clear as possible that hey, you can cancel. That's totally cool. Um, or our funnel goes with, uh, you know, if you're not doing a subscription, then, you know, there's less of a discount when you're buying the, when you're buying the single product. And we do this primarily because when it comes to hair loss, it needs to be a product that the user is sort of going to be using um, daily, preferably, you know, or like minimum five times a week because that's how hair loss works. It's a, it's not a right now it's a chronic um, issue that people deal with. Um, and therefore having a subscription sort of, in, so it will ensure that people use the product as uh, required. 
as necessary. Um, and you know, the other way the funnel pushes is to a 90 day order, you know, which can be subscribed to as well, but preferably a person would have at least 90 days on hand again, to ensure that he uses it properly. That's, you know, what we want people not to just purchase product and give us money and move on to the next and maybe cancel their subscription. It's like, yeah, great. We want people to use the product correctly and have the result that they're looking for so that they're happy with their result. Cause that's kind of the most important thing here. Got it. Are there any ways that you're like holding people's hand after they buy? Like are you oh, including yeah. something in the packaging? Are you sending emails? What does oh, that look like? We're, we're therapists a little bit too. It's kind of funny. Oh, nice. So <laughs> what does that look like? I mean, yeah, uh, as sort of looks like, um, it's pretty, uh, I mean, it's responding to emails and we have sort of a very vague template, but also like it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward to talk to people as they want to be spoken to, answer questions and just be honest and open. Uh, more what our template is more like is more anybody who's working customer service is, understands the product enough to answer most any question. And there's been, I think, right, uh, I think since launch has probably been two or three users that actually just, I was like, yeah, forward it out to me. If you know, they're asking really technical questions, just I'll answer it. That's cool. And I would answer it like directly from my email and it was, and it always turned out great. They're like, Oh, that's so nice. The answer I was like, yeah, why would I know? Like you have a question and I can answer it. Here you go. But, um, yeah, the whole process of that, a uh, little bit of handholding is, is understanding that when it comes to hair loss, it's super personal and it, it affects people like mentally, you know, it really messes with who they are. And so we're, very okay with talking with people and helping them understand like, yeah, it's okay. You know, if you're losing hair, that's okay. We can talk about it. If you like up, we can help. If you want to shave your head and have encouragement to do that, here's the encouragement. You look great. Um, and it's sort of this back and forth, very much there for them, but also not treating them like, you know, children or, or like people that we own, I guess, which is kind of funny way to put it sort of, you know, um, you know, I, I kind of hate this about word, but empowering people, but more than that, giving people who they are and who they want to be. Nice. I like it. And we're starting to run out of time here. Um, but as we start to wrap up, looking back on the business so far, is there anything that you might do differently or would you just totally do things exactly the same? <laughs> I think because of where we started from, which was being bootstrapped and it's, I kind of recommend being bootstrapped because it really encourages the founders to care so much and, and like focus on things that you wouldn't focus on if you had like a lot of funding. I guess it would have been nice to start off with probably, you know, some funding, um, but kind of, you know, the story of this thing is, is what it came from. And it kind of makes it what it is. So I don't think I'd change anything. I think um, it has changed me. And that uh, is a wonderful thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's always a good thing. And you always learn from everything too. So it's yeah. never a waste. Yeah, we're kind awesome. of new people every day of the week. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, as we wrap up here, where can we go to learn more about you and your company? Um, about me, you can Google my name and see what comes up. I'm not really sure. You can also find me on Instagram, <laughs> actually. Like, I have an Instagram account, which is hair is Z H E R E I S Z E E. And like just my posts kind of speak a lot about something is what I'm thinking about. Um, and then, you know, I mean, there's just our website, which is S A Y A R care.com. And uh, yeah, a part of that copy is a little bit of my soul. So it's like, you can see a little bit of the way I would approach a problem there. And it's interesting to see that. And yeah, it's like pretty straightforward. If you want to contact me, just message me on Instagram. Like I'll, I'll come back to you. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show, Z. Really appreciate your perspective. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. 
you feel like you could be doing email better, you're not generating enough email revenue, and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak Method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 